language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a metaphor to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars From the Back to Tank. I'm Michael Flores, your host, and I'm in the cockpit with David Sabal. Hello, David! The Millennium Falcon is so shiny today. Yes. All right. So today, you and I are going to have some fun again with some lighthearted Star Wars enjoyment. And we're going to be breaking down and discussing Lego Star Wars All-Stars, which is an animated series that is released on Disney XD. That was released on Disney XD. The second episode was broken into two parts titled The Chase with Han and the second part, Escape with Chewie. Yep. So the Lego Star Wars All-Stars tackles an episode that tied into the recent standalone film, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and I couldn't be more happier with what they did with it. These are fun, right? These are fun. These are absolutely They've been really doing very well with the Lego Star Wars All-Stars. We've already discussed a couple of the episodes beforehand, and they just continue the trend. It is really cool how they've been taking elements of the solo story and kind of giving it that Lego Lego tweak. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's exactly it. The Lego tweak. It's fun, and I did not... I did not expect to enjoy this little series as much as I am. Uh, I do have to say, I feel a bit foolish that I find myself ear to ear sometimes and even laughing out loud at moments. You know, see, Dave, I mean, I'm not a soulless hater of lighthearted fun like people (laughs) apparently say might say. Yeah, this is just so much fun because it captures the. I want to say the heart of Star Wars so well, the spirit, it captures the spirit of Star Wars so well. And to do that. In just a few short minutes, because I, I know how difficult it is to write short form content. I admire how they managed to create a cohesive and coherent story in in really just a matter of minutes. Yes. In like two minutes. I mean, I think it's two to four minutes. Well, that's how the first episode was. And yes. in, the, in this in the case of this week's episode, episode two, uh, I, I would say it's more 10 to 12 minutes when you take, again, yeah, commercials right. into account. They've got the many act structures that still follow the rules of writing. It's well thought out. I don't get the idea that they're just phoning it in. The writers and producers of this little series actually care about what type of content they're putting out, Dave. And they they understand they understand the universe that they're in, which is amazing for Lego. I mean, they they're they're what Star Wars Lego has been able to do is actually take two franchises, mash them together, but still pay homage to Mm -hmm. both yeah and still basically honor what both kind of themes are about lego is about like quirkiness you know thinking outside the box really silly moments and and also being clever trying to find those moments trying to find those moments where you can make the lego pieces 
uh, actually the, the Lego pieces we all come to know very well actually work in conjunction with the story. So not only are you not only are you focused in writing a fun little Star Wars story that captures the spirit of the early days of Lucasfilm, but also you're trying to tie it into those connections and those Lego pieces that that are used to to build various different uh, Lego sets and to f- see how they find a way to use them. Like, for example, in the second part of this week's episode uh, where they're hanging off the train on Vandor yes. and their their little hands fit perfectly in the rails of the train. Things like that. You don't you don't really stop and think about it when you're watching it. But when you are doing breakdowns like these, you find it. You find really nice ways of the little details. Yes. You appreciate those little clever moments that they that they find to actually not only, again, tell the story of Star Wars, but also, um, I, I guess, use those Lego pieces. It's the reason why I love those Lego movies so much. The even the Batman Lego and the, the first Lego, the Lego movie itself. It's just the cleverness of how they make everything work in unexpected ways. And that's I think that's the right term is it's clever. Yeah. It's not it's not silly, but more or less like the, the way that they handle the writing yeah. isn't like a pie in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more or less kind of like a, a very well timed and well written joke. Yeah. Instead of like a slapstick comedy. Yeah. And that's what I really dug about this episode because it was kind of like Yes, you had those very silly Lego-ish moments, but you still had kind of like this really easy-to-follow story that basically you could read in a book. Yeah. And I was really impressed with how it it was broken up, just like what you said, in the most fundamental writing areas. Yeah, they're not forgetting the the basics of writing to tell these stories. They're actually utilizing those elements to make sure they can tell a story. Because if anything, Dave... You have to be a pretty fucking good writer to be able to tell. People always want to give Oscars and accolades to those people that write 90-minute movies or three-hour epics. And, and don't get me wrong. You need to have skill and an immense amount of talent to do that. To do that. But it is very difficult to tell an, a full story with, with the act structure and all the bells and whistles of, of storytelling in just a few short minutes. It's one of the reasons why I have never really gravitated to producing short films or writing one because it is hard. It's hard. It it's, is very hard. It's extremely difficult because like that's why I uh, for me I gravitate towards like the short films because it's kind of like I appreciate the amount of work it takes because like what you said writing for a 90 minute script is incredibly difficult and it's very very taxing on you. Yeah. And it takes forever. However, to actually do the same thing, but you only are set in this like certain time frame of ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, you got to tell your story in ten minutes. Or it's like hearkening back to my film uh, film class days when uh, my teacher would tell me, "Give me a give me a story in five minutes or less. Otherwise, you get an F." And I'm like going, Otherwise, you, what kind of teachers do you have? That's I had brutal, brutal, Jesus brutal teachers. In Otherwise, in you get an F. Otherwise Give me a story in 10 minutes. Otherwise, yeah. you get an F and I'm going to send you down to hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I'm not kidding. Come on, I, demons, I was, attack them. Go <laughs> demons kill them. Jason, stab them. I used to remember basically Michael writing, Myers cut his throat. Writing my first scripts and turning them into my teacher. And my teacher would look at it and go, Flying okay, monkeys here's, attack. Here's, here's here's your here's the problems with your story. Now crunch that down even more. Otherwise, I'm gonna have 
a fucking kraken consume you. Like, Jesus, you. David. But that's why that's why when I when I watch these like Star Wars Lego things, I really it brings a really big smile to my face seeing that they're able to pull this stuff off with such yeah. fundamental things, very cut and dry. They don't go they don't go they don't try to break the rules. No. And now it's important to remember that these are not canon. Yes. Certainly it, it does allow them. And the fact that it's not canon, I, I believe it certainly allows them to have a lot more latitude because they can just have fun and not worry about stepping on anyone's toes. Oh, yeah. And with a series like that, like this, that absolutely works. But that doesn't mean that um, they're not trying to stay consistent and true to everything that came before. Just because this isn't canon doesn't mean throwing everything we know out the window. Yeah. They're blazing their own trail while also respecting the material that came before and using it for that platform to tell their own story. Now, this week's episode, being two parts, as we mentioned, used Solo, a Star Wars story, as its platform. And I don't think I need to tell any of our listeners at this point that the Solo movie is probably one of my favorite Star Wars films at this point and possibly my favorite of the Disney era. And it was fun to see a bit of a prequel leading into solo standalone film. Yeah. Uh, we see Han acting like Han uh, and, you know, set up a story that would bleed through into the second part with the character of Pace. Uh, they included a Jedi starfighter into the mix and solo subsequently destroyed, destroyed it like an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> which led to a big chase scene between a hut, you know, Pace and solo. I, I mean, it just, it was fun. And apparently this all ended for for hand right before the events of solo Star Wars story. So it was fun. And I really dug how they tied all of that in in a humorous way. And, and the thing I really appreciate, too, in watching this was they were really consistent to show that this was the Han Solo that we see in Rogue One. They didn't, you know, Rogue One. we saw Solo Rogue, Rogue One. One, not Rogue One, but Solo in a Star Wars story. Are you making shit up or are you, <laughs> are you not tying yourself to canon? I, 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 I probably am making stuff up, but, but they were able to stay consistent. Demons attack them. <laughs> they were able to stay consistent with the portrayal of Solo from the Solo Star Wars story instead of, you know, like saying, oh, this is just older Solo in a skin of younger Solo because like. Both portrayals are different. If you actually watch, no, for sure. If you watch this one compared to how they portray Solo and some of their shorts, words in the original trilogy, mm -hmm. it's totally different. And it needs to be. And it needs to be. There, it's a different time frame in your life, and everyone acts different in different stages. Especially when you're younger and a little more arrogant, you know, a little not as experienced, right? Yeah, and it's those little details that I. It's fun. I really applaud the writers of Lego Star Wars because they you get that sense that they understand it like what so you're you not going to give them an F and send them to hell no, I'm not going to send them to hell they get a A in my opinion so far because like I have yet to actually run into a Star Wars Lego thing that I'm like going yeah this this is crap but these are my favorite ones I think so far outside yeah. of the I like the 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 Freemaker seasons right uh -huh. is that what they're called freemakers Freemaker. i do appreciate those because they're essentially parodies and, and this is kind of what this is and yes the other lego ones are fun but i think these ones i think i'm enjoying these ones a little bit more all right so the second story was focused on chewy and his involvement with another new face lena uh, this story was equally funny and it continued pace's story which started in the first part as he tries to get to his dream planet Canto Bike. 
Obviously, he hasn't met Rose Tico yet to burst his bubble and tell him that Canto Bay is full of meanie bobinis that like money. <laughs> so he eventually crosses paths with Chewie and Lena. And another chase breaks out as stormtroopers, huts, bounty hunters, including the infamous Dengar, which is one of my favorite bounty hunters, all chase down Pace, Lena and Chewie. It's just a fun watch. And I think the exciting part for us old schoolers is waiting to see who will pop up next. Yes. I like the surprise when we I like the surprise when we see an old favorite make an appearance like Jabba the Hutt this week, as well as Dengar. It just makes it that much more exciting to sit down. Oh, yeah. Knowing that we're going to get we're going to get that little nugget and that little uh, push towards nostalgia. And this is how you utilize nostalgia, Dave, because I'm not a fan of. People nowadays, everybody does it. We have an entire TV show that's solely based on nostalgia called Stranger Things, and it really doesn't do much in the way of story because they literally regurgitate everything we've seen before and a story that is subpar when compared to the things that they're actually copying and ripping. So we're in an age of nostalgia. It's been like that for about 12 years now. And I don't like to see stories rely solely on nostalgia when you're talking about movies and TV shows. But this TV show is one of those moments or one of those fun little TV episodes or TV series that you can utilize nostalgia because that's Essentially, that's the whole point. These are just for fun. And it, the nostalgia aspect works really well for the series. Yes. And and on top of that, one of the things about the nostalgia going along with it, Lego, the Lego Star Wars, what they've also been able to do is actually introduce new characters too, along with the nostalgia element. Like the way uh, we had two characters already introduced, Paz and Lena. Totally new characters. We've never seen these characters before in, in Star Wars. But honestly, they made them very likable. Yeah, I agree. And they use the nostalgia element by teaming them with like characters to help the audience to kind of say, okay, these guys are cool. Now let's find out what they're all about. And honestly, between the two episodes, I actually liked Lena. The 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 episode with Chewbacca was fantastic yeah. i thought it was really cool i agree and the the whole train sequence with the chase scene and everything it was interesting also getting to see an episode with chewbacca where we don't get something like that nowadays especially since chewy doesn't quote unquote say any dialogue so right. to speak you get like the typical wookie roars and wookie gruffs and everything but the way they treated his dialogue in this episode was actually really cool it was really clever yeah like you didn't have to have subtitles for Chewbacca. It was like, well, they're not going to do that in a kid's show. Like you're going to have three year olds. Like what? what? I, I can't read yet. <laughs> What's I'm going sure, on? I'm sure they don't yell like that. If it was me, obviously I yelled since I was one. Like, come on. What are these words? What, what are these symbols? What is he saying? I can't read. <laughs> All right. So academically, academically speaking, uh, let's take away f- the fun for a moment. The writing was very solid. Smart move to create consistency to keep pace as the character that connects the two parts. Yes. That's something I really liked about the episode. Um, with Roger, with episode one, I should say, with Roger being that connective narrative piece. So this essentially being a complete episode, it would make sense for them to keep them tied together by either a theme, a narrative arc, or a character. And that's exactly what they did. I thought it was good. I loved it. 
Uh, I feel like the creative powers behind these episodes are doing a terrific job. I wish the IMDb, the IMDb page would be updated so I can talk more about each writer and director taking the lead each week. Uh, and I can't find actual specific information on who's writing these episodes. And I want to give them some shout outs because yes. I really like what they're doing. It, that is one of the, for me, one of the more frustrating parts about like this part of star Wars is like, I guess I could I give guess, it a lot of props No, And I guess I could watch the credits, but I can't read. I can't read, <laughs> but like, <laughs> give me your final thoughts, Dave. Honestly, I think a lot of people are missing out. If you're, if you're a star Wars fan and you're not watching this, it's just an easy watch. Like we said last watch. week, it's an easy watch. <laughs> it's an easy watch. And it's really, it's really enjoyable. I mean, like if you want a instant smile on your face, just watch these episodes. You will have some fun. It is clever writing. I think that basically any any age group would really enjoy this. If you enjoy series. Star Wars, I think you would enjoy this for, for what they are. For what they are, yeah. yeah. All right. So that concludes this week's discussion on Lego Star Wars All-Stars Episode 2. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the Force be with us. Hello, this is Stormtrooper 1. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always head over to FromTheBackToTank.com and, uh... Listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search BACTA, and that is to your favorites. Thank you. And uh, listen responsibly. And may the force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Take. From the Back to Take is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at FromBackToTank, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FromTheBackToTank.